you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to discuss the gold standard of wrestling, NXT, uh, this week, just to go through, just uh, match by match, kind of what happened, uh, recapping this week's action. So, uh, Devin, before we get into the details, the nitty gritty, uh, what are some of your general thoughts about this episode? Uh, man, I know we was talking before, like, you know, our pre-recorded discussions I would usually do, and then I didn't think until you pointed out it was actually a lot of matches on here man we had a lot of content for nxt man so that's what you know uh surprisingly stuck out to me yeah you know we're counting it down because the the last week's nxt actually had zero matches it was just videos yeah um you know which i did appreciate you know the way that they put together the gargano champa feud you know really broke it down so we could see the history um you know they have highlighted rhea ripley charlotte flair highlighted finn balor so that was cool um but this one this was the first time since uh we've you know we started doing the the quarantines and the social distancing where we got to see what nxt's product would look like in the ring with no yeah, fans man. and uh the boy yeah. damian priest man i saw him t- uh, last night man made a made a uh, appearance yeah you just had to bring the bring it down it's your boy though man i'm just saying your boy oh man it couldn't be any my name will live forever (laughs) (laughs) just the worst oh man but we're gonna start this on a (laughs) if if i have anything to say about it we are going to make this positive because it's nxt damn it they did a great job I gave us tons of matches, and I really was getting into what they were putting on on the screen here. So um, let's go through a quick rundown, and we'll double back on some of these just to give you more detailed thoughts on them. So we had Tyler Breeze um, and Austin Theory open up uh, the night, uh, first match of the night, hard-hitting action. Tyler Breeze ended up winning and beating Austin Barely. Theory. Uh, definitely want to put a pin in that one and come back to that because I have some, some good uh, reactions for that one. Uh, Killian Dane just destroyed this guy to Hootie Miles, uh, who came out with a lot of swagger, but in the end just got mauled and destroyed. Exactly. Which should have <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> we had Cameron Grimes against Tony Nice of yes. 205 Live Fame. Uh, solid match. Tony Nice. Yeah, Tony Nice with his eight pack, exactly. I uh, said nine pack. Oh, nine pack. Oh. Is that even possible? On Batman DC. Uh, what was that? Lego Universe it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Yeah, I don't I, in real life. <laughs> there's an eight. I think it's an eight pack. I think he actually counted out an eight pack. I don't. I don't believe it's nine pack. But anyway, uh, Cameron Grimes uh, caved in that nine pack um, and won that. Won that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your nine pack. You take this cave in. Um, we had a NXT Women's Championship con- number one contenders ladder match qualifying match. It's a mouthful to say. Um, it was supposed to be Zaya Lee versus Aaliyah, but we had a surprise entrant uh, jump in, which we'll get into. Uh, NXT North American Championship picture is starting to take shape. Um, Keith Lee uh, was getting ready to... to discuss or you know what had happened in the, in the i think it was two weeks ago when damian priest attacked him and then yep. thought it was dominic dijakovic that attacked him and so he powerbombed dominic dijakovic mm-hmm. um they you know they were about to he was basically getting ready to apologize i think he actually did apologize yeah uh, man he basically Dominic Dijakovic though basically said, "Damn your apology, I want the belt." Mm. And Damian Priest came out and said, "Well, you know, I'm, you know, <laughs> we'll live in infamy and blah blah blah." And I'm Damian Priest. I want all the. I don't even care about you two. All I want is so I can get the girls, all the money. And I was like, "Come on, bro! I want all the money." All the women with that deep ass lame voice, <laughs> no energy whatsoever. How's this? Oh. A powerful voice like that sounding so lame, like nothing, no emotion coming from it. And every time they just kind of disregard him, I'm like, yes, that's that's <laughs> you know, just, just ignore him. See what this dude's saying, man. Like, I, I don't even know what you said, but, yeah, Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, I'm here for it. Damian Priest, not so much. Um, so, yeah, but next week we're going to have a triple threat for the North American Championship between those three men. So um, that's, I guess, taking the place of a potential takeover matchup we were going to get, um, which I'll get into that here in a little bit, too. But um, uh, to finish up the card that we got, we had Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch in a tag match against Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink, um, who had wrestled also on Raw. So they were back here on NXT. Back and they, they well, did you say something? I don't want to. I said, it. yeah, I'm like, that's right. Back again, man. Back I needed again. those guys. It was just right place, right time. You too. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you two, you guys wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Go in there and make the Street Profits look strong. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, they came out and they made only Lorcan and Danny Burge look strong as well. They did. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a little bit of a losing streak for them, but we'll see. They're they're still developing as a tag team. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, we had Candice LeRae versus Caden Carter in another qualifying matchup for that ladder match coming up pretty soon. Uh Candice LeRae, no surprise here. She ended up getting the victory, qualifying for that ladder match. Um, and then we had Matt Riddle against Roderick Strong, a rematch yes. from a previous uh, takeover matchup. And uh, the outcome was the same. Matt Riddle ended up getting the victory here as well. And then the show came to a close with Triple H in the ring, calling out Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano saying, enough is enough. You guys are lucky to even still be employed. If it was up to William Regal, you'd both be fired. But... We because of me, you're still here, and you guys are right. This needs to end, so this will end one way or another. I'm gonna find a building, I'm gonna put a ring in it, and you guys are gonna fight, and that will be the last time you guys ever have a match against each other in NXT. And if it does continue after that, you both are gone, and neither one of you have to worry about what the other one is doing anymore. So the ultimatum has been set. 
uh, neither one of them is getting fired or anything like that or getting called. Never again. It's just never again. That's just what it's going to be. Um, so that match is set, and in a kind of a funny moment, Triple H was asking, "So uh, when do you want the match?" And, and Johnny was like, uh, "Give me." Well, first he said, "Triple H said you want it tonight," and Johnny said, "No, no, 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 no. I don't want tonight. I don't want tonight." He didn't say it like this. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't know if it was like that. It was like that. Real talk. It was like that. He was coming off like that. Come on, man. He was signing off. Uh, like, nah, somewhere in between. It was no. somewhere in between. I, I, no. The way you say that, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to let Johnny fall, right. fall on that okay. one. But, but it was funny to me that he did just kind of like say, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm, I don't want to do it that soon. You know, the typical heel kind of thing, like, you know, I'm not wanting to do this now. Do this on my time. You know, he said, well, we'll do it in two weeks. We'll do it in two weeks. I'm like, two weeks? Damn, Johnny, like, come on, man. Let's just, you need two weeks. But, you know, it was what it was. And he said two weeks, you know, which lines up with, with WrestleMania weekend. So that, that that's fine, I guess. Um, so, yeah, the match is set for two weeks from now. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, one last time. Um, so that's how we ended the show. So now let's let's focus it on that a little bit. So when we were talking pre-show, you said um, this moment here is what took you out of it. So talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah, man, because I had mixed feelings of the whole segment. You know, you got Triple H coming out there, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano all in that pot. And I felt like Triple H was more of the unhappy father and you know and he's just kind of you know getting on Tommaso getting on Johnny Gargano like like he's just you know getting on his sons or something like that so I didn't like that energy man I think that that was the picture it was being set in my mind and that's what I didn't like and that's what completely took me out and then that joking that joking banter that you you had recapped that that had worked for you they didn't even work for me because, you know, Johnny Gargano sounded off lame, you know, because he says like he was like, no, I don't want to. I can't come. Oh, I can't, you know, do the match tonight. No. In two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. I'm like, what? Man, Johnny wrestling, bro. What is that about? So, yeah, man, I don't know this sudden personality change. I don't know how that come from. So, yeah, that just completely took me out. Hmm. So just to, to dissect a little bit more. So you said that the fact that Triple H was showing almost like a father father figure uh, aspect of himself in this whole situation was part of what took you out of it. Yeah, I'm- man, like that authority figure. But, you know, it seemed like it was some, somewhat sort of demeaning to Ciampa's character. And he's telling him, like, to, like don't say anything or... Or you're not gonna you're gonna stay right there like you stay put. Like how you talking to Tommaso like that, bro? He's sounding like a like you giving him dog commands and he's just listening. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not Tommaso's character, man. He can do what he wanna do. Yeah, but I think the the thing, I mean, this is probably why they brought Triple H. I mean, it probably would have worked too if it was regal, to be honest with you, but he's probably Maybe, maybe, right. man. Triple H just, you know, yeah. I just I just feel like, you know, for me it worked because 
I can tell that there's genuine love from Triple H to both guys throughout their careers here. Like they're mm-hmm. they're both there specifically because of Triple H. These aren't Vince guys. These aren't your typical like WWE prototypical size wrestlers. They're smaller guys, both of them. You know, compared to some of the guys that typically will make it in in, in WWE. But you know, Triple H sees something in them. You know, and sees a little bit of a. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, which he alluded to in this promo. You know, he said, me and Shawn have been through exactly what you two guys are going through right now. And at some point, you know, maybe... Which I like, because I did mention that last week about, you know, that's similar to their feud. Right. Shawn Michaels and Triple H. I like that he said that, but, you know, all that... I'm just saying all the dog commands, that could have been left without. See, I didn't think of it as dog commands. I thought of it as like, hey, you guys just went and put other people's lives at risk, including your own with that brawl. Like, you know, when, when Tommaso jumped off the top of, of that platform onto that table, you know, there were, there were people down below. And so it's like, you know, they could have potentially fell on somebody and, and seriously injured someone else. So it's like, this has gotten out of hand. Like at this point, you guys are throwing weights at each other. And it's then you set the stage. Then you say like, you know, this is like, you could say like, yeah, this is getting out of hand, man, but I can't have this anymore. Like this happens, you like both of you guys are are done. You know, well, I'm just saying what I'm what I'm hearing him say though. Well, yeah, he could have that I had no problem. It was just within that, you know, you're telling Tommaso, like, stay put, don't move, don't talk. I'm not feeling that, man. That's what kind of just it was enough to take me out. It could have been small for some people, but for me, it was a big area because to me it went it slightly not even slightly, it went it went against Tommaso's character for me. Well, but see, that's where I don't agree because the new Tommaso Ciampa, the the Ciampa that you say is, you know, he's he's not that guy that he was before, right? He's he's now turned a, a corner and he's you know pseudo apologized to Johnny Gargano. So this guy is trying to be the face of the company, right? Like he's saying, like this is about who is going to be the heart and soul of NXT. And so to an extent, it's like Tommaso Ciampa is showing respect for Triple H saying, okay, the only reason I'm not going off and just destroying Johnny Gargano right where he stands right now is because I have respect for Triple H and I'm trying to be this person for the NXT. Like I see myself now as the face of this company, you know, so for me, it's just like um, I get it. Like I understand what what uh what what champa is doing because he's sitting here listening to triple h this guy who has a lot of respect for him and he has respect for him as well there's not too many people that he would have that kind of respect for to say okay if you ask me to do something you know i'm gonna respect that for now for this time being in this situation because you know i'm I'm gonna get what i want it's he knows that a match is coming you know what i'm saying so I think that because it's true that's what I'm saying it could have been done in a way that he didn't he, he didn't have to you know verbally give him commands to stay to stay put because I think Tommaso should know I like he should know what you know the atmosphere like all right the energy I like all right I need to be I need to remain si- si- uh, si- si- uh, I can't even say the word right civil, civil. civil. exactly I need to remain civil and and uh and see where this goes like he just could have been like all right let's see where this goes and you know see what type of match i'm gonna get like he i think he knew 
Yeah, I just, well, for one, again, I feel like I understand where Triple H is coming from because of what just happened, right? They just, it was just nuts. And he's like, we're not going to have that happen again because it was just way too dangerous for everybody that was involved. Camera crew, you know, people involved. Like, you're not going to do that again because I don't want to see people hurt. And I just feel like, you know, again, from Ciampa and Gargano's standpoint, this is the guy who, this is the reason why they're there. So for anybody, if you're going to listen to anybody, if anybody's going to get them to the table to have this discussion, it would be them. And so I understand why. And plus, it kind of, for me, you know, having Triple H have to say to Ciampa, hey, like, you know, don't touch him. Like, don't touch him. Let's just have this conversation. It kind of heightens the like. Well, he probably is going to touch him because if Triple H is is telling him and and to the extent telling, no, I, him, I, I didn't, but I didn't believe it though. Even Johnny, he, Johnny Gargano, he came off lame again to me. He was like, "Yeah, don't touch me." Like how he responded, you know, when Triple H like, "Don't touch him." He was like, "Yeah, don't touch me." I'm like, come on, Johnny. Yeah, I, see, okay, so here's the here's the thing with that is is Johnny right now like he's playing into. That he'll like, hey, I've got, you know, this way to get under your skin because I know that you want to do this. I know that you want to fight. And, you know, to just to antagonize, that's really for Tommaso Ciampa. That whole like, don't touch me, to antagonize him to see to see if he can get under his skin. So, you know, it's just one of those things that they typically do in wrestling. And it doesn't that actually doesn't bother me at all either. Yeah, Uh, no, but it seemed like. You know when, when Johnny Gargano was going full flesh into into this heel character, he, he he wasn't coming off as the, you know the the typical heel. Like all right, you know yeah I'm a yeah don't touch me. You can come off the like oh I'm getting scared because you're getting too close to me. He didn't come off like that. He just came off more intense now, but just with a badass attitude. That's what I got. That was the picture he kind of painted for me. And then I get hit with this. It was kind of like, okay, this is totally opposite of what I expected. Yeah, see, I don't know. You you read it that way, but I didn't feel that way about it at all. Because even when they were in the ring together, it's not like Johnny, like to your point, like he, he actually wasn't afraid of him when they were in the ring. He actually even, I think they didn't show it on camera, but I think he did put his finger in his chest because they kind of cut it off with the with the way that they shot it but he's like pointing at him he's saying i forget what it was exactly that he was saying but there was an intensity to the to what johnny was saying talking about you know you're finally gonna have to accept that i'm johnny wrestling that i'm better than you in every way you know and i just i felt like they got me into the the intensity of this matchup with everything that they had put forth from from triple h making the comparison to him and Sean being these two guys who were like brothers. And then they just had to fight. It was like when, when Shawn Michaels came back from his back injury and they had, yeah, to- but you didn't have Vince McMahon, you know, like triple H. Yeah. You stay put, you don't go anywhere. You, you, you didn't have that. They just took care of it upon, you know, amongst themselves. Yeah. But I get it in today's wrestling. Like, I get that. I get that. I'm just saying that could have been like triple H. What he did, I was cool to a certain extent where he just brought that other element of that, like that father figure type that I felt could have been left without. No, I I liked it. I liked it, actually, because, again, the relationship that they have, the three of them in that ring, the relationship that they had, it made sense. Triple H is 
essentially that father figure for them. That's just what it is. I think they, in a way, they'd be kind of lying if they didn't do that. And I think for the situation that we have where they just had a fight that almost destroyed the performance center, like we were even joking, like, man, are they going to get a new facility or something? Because they did a lot of remodeling in that match, in that fight that they had. So for him to just take it to this level to being like, this is almost even beyond wrestling. Like, I need you guys to, to just chill out, you know, because this is too much, you know, like, and Johnny, you saw how Triple H was with Johnny after Johnny won, you know, like, yeah, he was like, hey, with his father talking to him and he was like a proud dad, too. And then with Tommaso Ciampa, you know, with his injuries, it's very similar to what Triple H went through. And he talked about that as well, like because he knows where where Ciampa's coming from, where he thinks like, OK, the doctor's telling him his career might be over. Like there's a bond that Triple H has with both of these guys. And so that to me is real for him to be that almost like fatherly figure to them and saying like, hey. I care about you two, but you guys have really pushed it too far, and you guys are even lucky to have jobs. And like I've been here before with me myself and Sean, but right here, like I get you guys have to have it out, but this is it. Like enough is enough. And it, to me, like I just get that. You know, with Johnny Gargano, you know, I can see how it works for you, but I'm just saying with me, I think this is where we, you know, split paths right here. I think that's that's fine. I'm just telling you my side of it just to, to clearly like like articulate where I'm feeling with it. Like I get that you, you know, it didn't feel that way for you, but for me, the points that I took from it, you know, it, it just made sense given the history that all of these guys have with each other. You know, with Johnny's character right now, like he has a little bit more of an edge and like, you know, just him trying to get under under Tommaso Ciampa's skin because he's still pissed at Tommaso Ciampa. You know, there is the side that, like, okay, sometimes he's coming off purely as a badass and just trying to be that guy. Cool. And there's another part where he's trying to play that, like, annoying heel where he's trying to get under his skin and he's mixing those two together. And I see both of those. But I think it actually works in this situation for Johnny Gargano. You know, I'm not watching it and saying, like, oh, that doesn't feel like Johnny. Like, it it actually does because for me, you know, I've, I've talked about it. Like, I see why Johnny's pissed. Like, I see his side. So I see what he's doing. I see how he's he's still holding the grudge against Tommaso Ciampa. And he actually, to me, has a legitimate point, the fact that this was supposed to be his friend. And he had, you know, basically just tormented Johnny. His associate. No, no, no. It's more than business associate. If you agreed to be in this man's wedding and be one of his groomsmen, that's not business. That's, he wasn't that's the best man. He was a groomsman. All right. There's levels to this shit now. <laughs> he, didn't just, he didn't say, hey, you know, to whoever, whichever, you know, like, it's not like Tommaso Ciampa was a plus one, you know, brought by somebody else to the wedding. Johnny uh-huh. Gargano made him. Maybe work. Johnny Gargano needed a foot, you know, you know, had to match up his bride to this fiance at the time, bridesmaids. You're you know? Now I'm you're not reaching. reaching. It's like, oh, I need a absolutely fifth. reaching. About Tommaso. Friendship. <laughs> now you're trying to make it seem like being picked as a groomsman isn't a big deal? Nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. You a groomsman, that means something. It definitely meant something to Johnny Gargano. Now, maybe you could, hey, if you're trying to say that Tommaso Ciampa was full of it when he took that and all this time he's never been his friend, well, that just adds to Johnny's case that he's a liar. That all this time that Tommaso Ciampa, like, why would you agree to be somebody's groomsman if you don't really care about him like that? Like, that's bogus as hell, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I, I see what you're saying in terms of your point. Like, you just... 
you know, you're not, you know, really into how they presented this segment. But, you know, from the way I'm looking at right. the story. I'm still line, down for the upcoming match. But I'm just saying yeah. this segment, uh, you know, it didn't work for me. Work for you. It didn't work yeah, for me. I, I liked it. I, I, and, and honestly, I mean, I remember you mentioning the Triple H, Sean uh, portion of this. I don't want to put them on that same level with those two guys because those are that's, that's legendary right there, and I don't. Yeah, I feel is. like Tommaso and Johnny aren't there, but at the same time, the the comparison with how they were friends, and I mean, this story has been going on for a long time, and then now they're butting heads. Like there are similarities, and then Triple H is involved because he is the reason why both of them are here. I just like that synergy, that bringing all that together. I'm like, okay, this is, this is really good storytelling. So, you know, it is what it is. I feel like some people, there, there's a split probably out there with people that, that watch this, you know, we're, you know, representing a, a couple of different angles. Representing and, the split. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's totally split fine. On this. We don't agree on everything. We don't see eye to eye. You stay on your side, stay on mine. Well, on your side, too, it's funny because, you know, you are more on the side of Ciampa in this storyline. I am. And I feel like I'm more on the side of Johnny Gargano in this storyline. Unfortunately. And we, we are <laughs> at odds. So maybe that has something to do with how we're seeing the second Good. well. Play it to our own story, huh? Just say. <laughs> this ongoing yeah. story of rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really become the Johnny Gar- Johnny Gargano is the common thread that seems to bring yes. out the the debates, you know. Yes, for some did. reason. Yep, it's for Johnny Gargano. Hey, yeah. Man. By the way, just quick shout out to our own podcast episode for a debate. If you want to see a rivalry that bubbles up, check out that episode. It's we were on each side. I was going for Adam Cole. He was going for Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Yeah, that that enough said. Take over New York. Toward, yeah, take over New York. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was that one was special. That that debate was special for sure. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, I, yeah, I, we had differing opinions on this. I enjoyed it. You know, you had your issues with it. it. It is what it is. But the rest of the show, I feel like we'll probably have similar thoughts to the rest of this because oh, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty solid show it overall. So let's get into, I guess I just want to jump into the, let's go from the very beginning, that first matchup, um, Tyler Breeze and Austin Theory. Um, one of the things that I mentioned in, when we were talking earlier was I like the fact, you know, with, with no fans there, I mean, we, we, you know, don't, we are excited to see fans come back, you know, to wrestling because it's, it's, that's the energy. That's the lifeblood of wrestling. Lifeblood. Yes. If, but now, since this is the new normal, at least for now, mm-hmm. uh, trying to look at the, the silver lining for, for the situation we have, one of the big things is that you can hear the wrestlers in the ring kind of talking with each other and going back and forth. And so in this matchup, I feel like this is a great example of that because Austin Theory really showcased a lot of himself. And we got to get a, little, a better sense of his personality. Herbal salt on this dude. Yeah, I mean, shout out to both guys, but I feel like Austin Theory really showed well in this matchup. Um, you know, like the wrestling was what it was, like it was a solid match back and forth, but he had Austin Theory just really, I mean, it started out with the with the phone and, you know, taking selfies of himself to make fun of Tyler Breeze and how he used to always right. have a selfie stick. And he, he slipped on banana peel. That was, you know, that's how he, he lost because he was getting ready to do a finisher while he was taking a video selfie. <laughs> <laughs> getting ready to drop Tyler Breeze, Man. but you know that you know that young mentality. 
You know, the young bull, the, the old vet came through, capitalized and got the win with the beauty shot. Yeah, he, he you know, Tyler Breeze, you know, he, he, he I was surprised, actually, that Tyler Breeze won the match, I will say, because it feels like they're they're pushing Austin Theory. They're they're starting to to try to get some momentum behind him. Yeah. But I wasn't scary. He's only 22 or 23, 22. 22? He's young, man. He's God, young. That's scary. Um, but yeah, Austin Theory. So like during the matchup, he was saying, you know, talking about how he's the future and, you know, uh, Tyler Breeze is the past. He's old. And by the way, there's there's a 10 year difference between the two guys. Tyler Breeze is 32. Austin Theory is 22. Um, and so just the yeah, him calling him an old man and just saying he's he's the past. Tyler Breeze at some point must have said he's a flash in the pan because then Austin Theory just kept saying that to himself. He's like, oh, flash in the pan. I'm a flash in the pan. He just kept <laughs> on him, punching him, flash in the pan, flash. In the pan. Just I kept saying it. I'm like, oh, yes. is is awesome. Been a trigger word. It was a trigger word. <laughs> he kept saying it. I'm a flash in the pan. It's like hitting him with different shots, and uh, that's when you know at a certain point he picked up his phone. He's like, I want you to remember this moment. You know, like trying to uh, record a video message for Tyler Breeze, yes. just encapsulating the moment where he was about to finish him off. And then, like you said, he slipped on a banana peel because Tyler Breeze took advantage and then got the win. And then he picked up the phone and they didn't catch <laughs> what he said, but he was talking and leaving a message for Austin Theory at the end. Yes. Probably saying, you know, that's what you get, young whippersnapper. And right. Then just well, right, being right. Still got milk in your chin. Get on, get that off. <laughs> but. Yeah, just uh, for anybody who, who didn't see it, man, definitely check out this matchup and just just enjoy the the back and forth between the two. Because, again, um, I thought that they did a great job just in the ring, just continuing to talk to each other. Um, but especially Austin Theory, I felt like, you know, he came off looking really good here, uh, letting us know his name. You know, he's like, I am Austin Theory. I'm Austin Theory. Day. Yep. <laughs> just with every move, man, saying something. So props to him for sure. Yeah. Has definitely a promising future. I could say that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like um, the 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 fear that I have is that he's almost too much like John Cena's prototype character, and I'm hoping that he continues to build his character to be something unique in of itself. So what are you saying, man? He could possibly be what the next John Cena, maybe just no, using I'm that. that. I'm, okay. I'm, well, the John Cena prototype character didn't work. You know, like oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you if you watch um, you know, the Ruthless Aggression episode with John Cena. Oh, you're talking about that John Cena, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Prototype. Like ah, literally prototype, yeah. you know, from uh, uh OVW. Like he that's how he started, you know, in OVW. He had like long longer hair or whatever. And Vince was like, no, nah, he's gotta cut that. So he cut his hair and then he had that promo with uh Kurt Angle where she said, you know, um what what describes you? What two words describe you? And he said, ruthless aggression. So now famous, right? And to me, I was always thinking, oh, you know, that was a success. But John Cena said, no, 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 that, that was a failure. Like that whole, you know, section of his career, like after that moment, he did nothing with it. He thought because, he was on his way out. Yeah, they were going to cut him. They said, you know, I mean, he basically didn't have a character, didn't have a persona. And it took him rapping on the like on a trip and Stephanie McMahon hearing him and saying, hey, you want to do that during the show, you know, for him to finally find his stride. So. I get some subtle like resemblances 
with that for Austin Theory, where he just, it, they have similar looks, you know, he's a former bodybuilder, you know, he's just like, you know, clean cut. I think he's very similar to that John Cena. So I'm just very hoping young. that, and very young, very young. So I'm hoping that he he continues to build his character and makes himself more unique than than what we saw from John Cena as the prototype uh, version of his character. Um, but yeah, I, I do see a promising career. I think in ring he's got all the the moves and and skill in the world. It's just the per- personality. Just keep building that, and I think he'll be fine. What do you think he have to bur- you know build his personality too? Like what do you see right now? Because it seems like he's still a diamond in the rough. Exactly. Like, and that's the, I think that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know what I see for him as a, as a character. I felt like when he was saying the flash in the pan thing that mm-hmm. that trigger might've pulled out a little bit of darkness in him. Like, you know, maybe he had snapped a little bit and they were going to use that as a part of a story or something, but you know, then he lost. And I'm like, well, that was probably just a momentary thing. Like he just, you know, was, you know, it, it won't last past that potential. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it does. But long story short, I think it's up to him to really be as much of himself as as possible um, and, and, and just show us that because I'm not sure. Like, I see a clean-cut, athletic, you know, guy who is not that much different from John Cena's Cena prototype, prototype yeah. or when Randy Orton first started. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has that similar, like a Mark Jindrak like very similar to those guys still but, play exactly but all those guys in that first iteration they really didn't work it wasn't until they started to develop that character which came from you know their own personal like hobbies like with John Cena with the rapping or with Randy playing on the the legend killer you know aspect of himself and with Jindrak it never happened and he was just gone you know, so like for for Austin Theory, it's it's who is Austin Theory, you know, as a person, what is he into? And then put that in his character and then it'll develop. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because we don't know enough about Austin Theory to say it. Well, you gave a hell of a breakdown to strong enough to be an answer. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I because I, I do see potential. I do see potential. I see a guy who could be a potential like NXT champion. Um, you know, he could go all the way to the top because he's got the look for sure. He's got charisma, but it's just like, who are you? Like as a character, who are you? And that's 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 the next step. Yeah, that's always important. That character. Yeah. So then um, after the, so so that match um, again was great and you know awesome theory. We hope to see him develop more. Tyler Breeze, great win for him. Uh, moving on from that though, uh, another one that would be good to look into is this matchup that Aaliyah was supposed to have with Zia Lee. So, you know, the number one contenders matchup, the women's matchup, uh, that's going to be a ladder match. Um, you know, Leah versus Zia Lee, when it was first announced, I'm like, man, one of those two? Okay, it's probably going to be Zia Lee, but still kind of a weird spot, you know, because I'm thinking Bianca Belair or somebody. Um, and then Zia Lee apparently was injured, so, or someone attacked her in the back. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get something. And we had mentioned Io Shirai. Like, if she's healthy, we would almost, I would have to pick her to win this whole thing. You know, (laughs) sure enough, that music hit. And, (laughs) dude, I love her music. 
Yes. What a moment. It was great. It was. It was. And she looked like she didn't have any type of rust. Like, she nope. could just go. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's go. She didn't need any type of warm-up. She is a professional. She is legit. Yeah, we. I got her going all the way. Yeah, yeah, she's going to win this. Because also, too, to, uh, I think I had mentioned it last week. I said what they're probably going to do at this last spot is that they're going to have it be a second chance type of situation. But <laughs> that lost is going to get back in there and, and, you know, fight for that last spot. And sure enough, that's exactly what they're doing. And Dakota Kai is, is going to be the one to take that spot. I don't think there's, I don't have any doubt that it's going to be Dakota Kai. Cause I thought now is something wrong with Bianca Belair. Is she hurt her? Cause she's not, I haven't heard anything, you know, in the wrestling world of news that, that she was injured, anything like that. Maybe they just don't have anything for her. Yeah, but she could just be in the match. Yeah, she could. She could. But all what's going to happen, she would just lose. Would that help her? Yeah. When you yeah. think about it? But it just it doesn't make sense that she wouldn't be in this title picture at all. Like, I get that she lost to Rhea, and then she had the match with Charlotte, but it, it seems like she is right there with it. Like, we were talking about she could have been added to that match and made it a triple threat. Oh, hell yeah. Most definitely. You know? Most definitely. Yeah. I thought so maybe that, we was 80 per, 80% going there. There, yeah. Yeah, so it's weird for her to not be a part of it at all. I don't know. I feel like you know maybe something else is going on that we don't know about. But Maybe. Um, with the landscape the way it is, it, it seems like, yeah, this is this is EO's, man. This is EO Shirai's to, to take and, and be the new number one contender. And I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm ready to see her fight for yeah, the title. Man. Our girl EO Shirai, man. Yes, sir. I love her. Oh, I love that music, man. Where he just breaks down that beast, that beat, that uh, bass, do do do. <laughs> oh man, it's great. The lights and everything. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the best entrances going right now. You'll try for sure. Um, yeah. What other what other standout? I guess let's talk about the the triple. Well, we talked about this a little bit though already. Keith Lee, Damian Priest, Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> <laughs> Triple threat match. Damian Priest sucks at doing promos. What else? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Do not give that man a mic, man. That man needs a manager yeah. ASAP, bro. Really? ASAP. We saw a manager, you know, later. Maybe he yeah. needs that to recruit that dude because yeah. he needs a talking piece. Yeah, he needs what's this guy's name? Malcolm Bivens. Yeah. I think it's- the the manager for this new team who I think they're still unnamed unless I missed something I don't I still don't know I don't who even have are. their name yeah yeah I don't have their names either but um, yeah yeah he yeah Damian Priest needs something he needs somebody to go and just just manage him because this is this is not working no you're like nah bro you don't need that microphone anymore we're just gonna take that from you because you how can you have a powerful voice and just sounds like somebody must just be attracted to this man's voice i swear like they just want to hear it you know every time like just read this verbatim this promo verbatim no emotion just read it verbatim (laughs) and that's what he does like i don't don't care about any of you I just want the belt so I can have all the money, the women, <laughs> the clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> right, man. Who is this man, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, the only it, thing I care about is Keith Lee and what Dominic Dodger Kovac got going on. 
they got he's just like, clearly they got like a heated feud. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like you just said, Dominic is in, I mean, not Dominic, but Damian Priest is in a way, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, if you were going to make this a triple threat, Killian Dane would make more sense than, than uh, Damian Priest because that man, like, he's, he's kind of similar to them in that you know, he's this big dude that, you know, is, is just so athletic. I mean, he doesn't do, like, flips or anything like that, but, you know, the, the Vader bombs and just his speed and that power mixed together, you know, and he's just more interesting. You know, we saw him later on in the night, too, and just destroy, you know, this, this <laughs> dude. Man, what was his name again? The guy he fought? I'm trying to see. Tahiti Huddy? Oh, yeah. Tahiti Miles? Yeah, Tahiti. <laughs> Tahiti Miles? Yeah. yeah, it just, you know, but Killian just looked like an absolute beast there. So, I, hey, I'd be for that. You know, Damien like Priest. Switch. Damien Priest, he gets, uh, you know, his kneecap taken out by Killian Dane, and Killian Dane's like, all right, now you're, I'm your problem now. Exactly. Like, I'd be, I'd be but you know what sucks about it, though, man? I can't even, I can't knock Damien Priest wrestling skills, man. Even, he can go. Yeah, in ring. Like, we can't knock that. Like, we can't forget about that. It's just the, like, bro, your promo is so bad. I, I it, it makes me forget about your your above average wrestling skills. <laughs> yeah. For me, at first, it was the fact that he was getting so much so soon and he hadn't really, like, proven that he even fit, you know, and, and he beat Keith Lee early on in his, yeah. his career at NXT. And I'm just like, what? Why is he beating yeah, He'll wait, he'll wait. Yeah, yeah, but still, the heel way with, with uh, Pete Dunn, it was more blatantly healing. Yeah, yeah, Pete blatantly. Lee was kind of like borderline. Like, was it? More, no, he hit him in the balls, right? No, that was that was uh, Pete Dunn hitting the balls. What did he I do? think he just pulled the referee in between him and and. Oh, Pete. okay, yeah, the little speck. Maybe poked him in the eye or something. Else. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that just didn't make sense. And and now it's, it's even more apparent with the promo work. I'm like, Oh boy, this guy, you know, if anybody needs developmental, it's him. Like he needs to, to some serious work, um, before, before he gets these kind of opportunities yet. Cause even Cameron Grimes, I feel is further along than him. Oh, hell yeah. Cameron, Cameron Grimes is doing some really good steps ahead of this man, bro. This dude is still at the start line. Yeah. That's sad. Like, I think like. <laughs> oh man, I just started laughing. Who? Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Who has a worse promo? Is it? Would you say Ricochet or Damian Priest? Oh, <laughs> I cannot put Ricochet beneath Damian Priest. I will never. I don't care. Uh, Ricochet's nursery rhyme promos versus Damian Priest's monotone, no emotion. But I it's just like it's the same thing for Ricochet, like. Like, no, he's trying to be inspirational. I'm with it. You're you a superhero, superhero, like, superhero to do anything if you put your heart into it. Yeah, I, I, I believe I'm the dark archer. <laughs> what is the difference, man? <laughs> the difference is Ricochet is like, and actually, like, I just I care about Ricochet. I don't well, care because you know what? Because his wrestling actually stands out more than. Damien's pr- Damien. Oh Price. yeah, I think yeah. that's why. You yeah. know, if if Ricochet had like wrestling skills that was similar to Damien Priest, then maybe that you're like more similar. Hell yeah. yeah, but they, yeah, Ricochet is just like he's he's 
when when they throw around like wrestling god, you know, like sometimes it's like, I don't know, man, like you maybe, you know, it's, it's not quite there in terms of the wrestling. It's just you just talking. That's just your character. But with Ricochet, man, there's things he's doing that are not human. Like, I'm like, how is this man even doing this? How is his body moving like that in the air? Like, he's just mind blowing for real. Like, if he never said a word, I would be like. This dude is something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did say a word. And he cuts the promos, and you're like, oh, I wish there was just more passion behind these promos. He needs to be but- cocky, man. I'm sorry. He needs to be cocky and know he's the best because even in his Instagram page, he has his his username is King Ricochet. Go with that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, he is one that might benefit from a heel turn just to get that cockiness. Like, I'd be interested to see what that looks like. You just said something there, like, for him to just brag about how he's the best. He can't do that right now because he's trying to be a superhero. He's trying to be inspirational. He's there for the kids, you know. It's not working for him, man. So let's try it. Yeah, exactly. Let's try to see, you know, Ricochet just be like, oh, damn all this. I'm the best wrestler alive today, you know, and just have him just go with that. King Ricochet. Let's see that. And maybe he needs to... Find him his face character through that, you know, exactly. you know, transgressions, you know, those steps. Yeah, because people eventually, you know, people just start liking really good heels. If you are, you know, great at what you do, both on the in the ring and on the mic, and you know, you're charismatic. It, it doesn't matter if you're heel face; they're gonna like you. So, I think it could really work for Ricochet to just try it. You know, just be cocky about the fact that you're the best damn wrestler in the world today, you know, and, and, and people might just be like, you know what? Damn. Like he's being a dick about it, but he's right though. You know what I'm saying? And just like sort of just back him. But you know, Damian Priest can't say that, you know, you just laugh at him. Like what? I'm the best wrestler in the world. The dark. No, no, shut up. (laughs) Just go away. (laughs) Just stop it. (laughs) I want all the the money, the girls, the cars. (laughs) Dark I take what I want. Right. I take belts. I, I take women. <laughs> oh, right. It's kidnapping, bro. Oh, uh, yes. Me too. Me too movement coming right yeah, at you. Uh, no. front. <laughs> can't just take women. Right. Just stop talking. Ah, <laughs> uh, seriously. Yeah. So, you know, North American Championship, triple threat match next week. Um, should be should be a fun match. It's going to be a good the- one. Prediction for that one. What what do you think is gonna happen? Like who do you think is gonna win? I got Keith Keith Lee staying on top. What you you, you thinking something else? You know what? God, there you go again, man. You I see a funny feeling. Like, why you can't just be just like stick with the plan? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> who I'm rooting for, when I'm watching this matchup, I'm rooting for Keith Lee. I am. I'm rooting one hundred percent for Keith Lee. Now the way they're booking this man, this could go either way. Like all three dudes could potentially win this matchup. I, I would hate to Explain see. Explain to me how Do- not Dominic Damian Priest can win that belt, North America, because, because Keith Lee and and Dominic Dijakovic aren't paying him as much attention as they're paying each other. Like him being kind of ignored in a way could work in his advantage because. Yeah, he could just sit out for a while, let them destroy each other, and then just get a pin and win that way. And I'm afraid something like that will end up happening. Um, But I think that Dominic Dijakovic, you know, there's a really good chance that he wins this 
just because I, I feel like the story that they're telling right now is like his he lost it to Keith Lee. Um, he got a rematch against Keith Lee. It, yeah. It's a lot of this is focused on Dominic, you know, and just like his like getting attacked and then getting betrayed by Keith Lee by getting powerbomb like that after he tried to have his back. And so I see them maybe putting the belt on him just to say, hey, you know, we see everything you've been doing. Props to you. And let, let's put the belt on you because you need this maybe even more so than Keith Lee to help boost you up. Because Keith Could Lee Keith Lee is bigger than the belt. Yes, I think so. I think he's bigger than that belt. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe they move Keith Lee to like Raw or SmackDown. They might go that way, you know, and just have him on one of those shows. And I would hate to see that happen, too. But he had such a great show. Too real right now, man. You're making it all too real. You know, like he had a great showing on at, at Survivor Series mm-hmm. and then at Royal Rumble. Rumble. With yeah, with Brock. You know, and th- this potentially would have been this is their takeover matchup essentially. It is, it is. This is so they're basically saying they had to reschedule takeover just for the weekly NXT show now. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, Dominic Dijakovic, if he goes over, Keith Lee then goes to I would say Raw, you know, and, and is is on there with those guys. And, yeah, that's it. And then you have Damian Priest and Dominic Dijakovic going after, you know, fighting each other for the North American Championship for the foreseeable future, you know, while Keith Lee is, is over on the on Raw or SmackDown, but more likely Raw. Man, I don't want that to happen, but for some reason, I, I think Vince looks at Keith Lee as a megastar. Like, he can make money off him. Yeah. That's why I can't really shit on this. Yeah. Because he's giving him, like, he gave him a great show in that Survivor Series for Roman Reigns. He did. Yeah, he made sure it came them to the last two. Mm-hmm. And he got the showcase and gave him a nice showcase against Brock Lesnar for Royal Rumble. Yep. Follow up with Braun Strowman. Yep. So, man. Damn it, Hafiz. Yeah. <laughs> You see it though. You can see. It. I yeah. mean, I was- now I see it because you told me, "Well, up, slow up, Devin. You're about to pass that exit. <laughs> just, just rewind a bit. Just, wait a minute. Right. Let's, let's at least you know, take, take <laughs> <laughs> discuss it because it could happen. It could. Uh, yeah, man. All right. Well, well, next week we are doing predictions, right? Well, this the match is next week. The match is next week. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. I got ah. <laughs> I'm on the spot. Okay. Well, oh, man. Man, you're right. But what's WrestleMania? WrestleMania is in two weeks, right? WrestleMania, yeah. We're we're doing the WrestleMania. This is all too close, man. That's what's. That's all too close. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they all doing their tapings too this week or today, I believe. WrestleMania and NXT tapings. With Raw as well, oh man, you know a bump. I'm going with Dominic Dijakovic. I'm just gonna do it. Wow, okay. You, you talked me into it. You sold me on it, sir. All I was right. gonna stick to your prediction, man. Because I, I, I want to stick to it, but you just making too much damn sense, and I hate when you make too much damn sense at the wrong time. This is not a convenient time for me to get some <laughs> sense talking right now. <laughs> but you did, and now I'm like, ah, oh, that makes too much sense. Yeah. You know, and yeah. all of this is, you know, coming together, NXT, Raw, 
you know, they all fuming, fuming down there the same week. So, yep. yeah, Dominic Dajakovac, he's looking like he, he's, he's up uh, going up this mountain he got to climb. And, yeah, he might get his comeuppance. Yeah. This story really feels like it's it's being told for him. It is, like, man. You know, like, Damn. Yeah. 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 See, yeah, because real talk, man, Keith Lee is bigger than that title. He is. He just is, you know. He's just he's he is a superstar. You know, he he's he he is, you know, WWE champion material, universal yeah. champion, or NXT the way champion. He himself, the way he talks. Yeah. Bro, he he has it all. Like he, he has talk yes. himself out of a promo like anytime. He yeah. talks something elegant, man. It's very like it's almost like the rock, you know, from back in the day, you know, with his own spin on it. Yeah. Like he's got he's got his own flavor, but he has that kind of like majestic, like great one, like like just that presence, man. Exactly, man. He's it. talking with it. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like in the godlike voice <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Greetings and sounds how you take it. <laughs> Like, whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, man. Like, that's how God awesome. gonna speak to you when you arrive to heaven or something. Yeah. Like, greetings <laughs> and salutations. <laughs> like, oh, whoa, hey. <laughs> oh, man. It's great. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Dominic, though, man. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm taking Dominic. I'm taking Dominic. I think- ah, see, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, see, yeah, so you're making too much sense for yourself. Hey, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm, and even saying that, I'm still gonna root for Keith Lee. Like as a fan, I'm just gonna watch it. I'm gonna be rooting for him. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm separating the fan in me from you know what I'm seeing, bigger picture and the booking side and everything. I feel like it makes sense that Dominic would get the belt given the way they're told the story, and then Keith Lee, like. He just, I feel like Vince really loves this guy. He does. He's going to end up on Raw SmackDown. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Eventually he will be there. If not, right after WrestleMania, you know. That's typically like how they like to debut NXT talent, you know, right after WrestleMania. Right there and there, yeah. We should be getting a a draft, too. I think, I mean, before all this happened, they were starting to to mention that a little bit. Another draft? Yeah, yeah, or like a shake-up or something. So I could see it happening, you know, for him there. Um, which actually brings me to another another guy that I want to talk about because we didn't we didn't mention this. So two things. Um, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole. So obviously that match, I think it's pretty clear it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one thing is with us talking about the draft and being called up, I think Velveteen Dream is another name that is a person that I see eventually being um, on Raw or SmackDown. I just, I just, I see that happening. Um, but, you know, there's this matchup that he's supposed to have with Adam Cole, and I'm feeling like he's going to beat Adam Cole. But if he loses, again, being right around WrestleMania season, I think that we could be looking at maybe Velveteen Dream also moving over to one of those two shows. I think with him, I'm seeing SmackDown for some reason. Um, you know, I just feel like they could use somebody like him, or maybe both of them going to SmackDown because Raw seems like they're they're catching their stride. They're doing all right. SmackDown really needs some some love. I feel. Um, and once Goldberg leaves, like okay, yeah, Goldberg is leaving. 
he's leaving. We we know that. Like, who's Roman going to be going to be feuding That's with? Dreaming. You know? Yeah, obviously, Dream will be great. You know, great. Hell yeah, man. Well, it's going to happen because he's not going to be Adam Cole. Let's just be, you know, real. <laughs> you know, that's, that's your fan booking here. Here we go again. You know, yeah, right I, with this. I think Velveteen Dream is going to win, even though I'm, I'm talking right now. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm going to admit this. OK, because on one I'm side, glad you're being real, real. So I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> be honest with you. I'm be honest with the people listening. Like on one side, I could see because of the timing, Velveteen Dream going over to SmackDown. I could see that. But with Adam Cole just crossing that 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 um, longest reign, uh, crossing over and having the longest reign ever for an NXT champion, yes. it's usually around that time yes. that they say, "Okay, now let's go ahead and have somebody else, you know, win it because you just broke the record." You know, it's kind of like when I think Nikki Bella became the longest reigning women's champion. Yeah. That she had lost it almost immediately. Yeah. I feel like that's Nikki Bella. We're talking about Adam yeah, Cole. Oh, it's Adam Cole. Yeah, we're I not going to do Adam that Cole for made. we're not going to do that for Valentine Dream. I, I, now, there is one exception who will can who would do it. And if you was to bring his name up, then I'm going to be like, yes, exactly. Yes. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Yes. He's going to. He, that's what Adam Cole is, you know, warming that up, getting all primed and ready. So you think it'll be Finn? You don't. You don't think he's gonna lose to anybody else but Finn. but Finn. Finn needs accolade like that. He took. Yeah. He he. Not only he is well, he was the longest reigning, but he's gonna beat the longest reigning champion. But it just feels like if they were gonna do that, they would have done it before he broke this. Like basically, instead of Champa, he would have fought Finn. I feel if they wanted to do it that way. Now I'm starting because I was with you. Like I'm I was thinking Finn. Yeah. But now Finn and since they brought up Walter, I'm like, you know, he's going to be UK champion. It's just going to happen. Finn is going to beat Walter when they fight. Period. Like whenever that match happens, he's going to beat him. So if if Finn is getting that, then that kind of takes Finn away from Adam Cole for a while, which I just I I, I feel like Adam Cole is getting ready to lose that belt to somebody. Yeah, Velveteen Dream, if if anybody, hearsay. it makes sense. It's hearsay, sir. Dare you, man? Man, I don't know. We'll see. No. We'll see. It's this is gonna be. It's, oh boy, this is gonna be something. <laughs> Just there's any scenario you couldn't make me shake my belief. No, no, no. Other I'm than not. saying Finn Balor, yeah, you know, for Adam Cole to lose this his NXT championship. I'm just letting you know what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) One other thing too, just a a side note. Um, Just today, I actually saw a matchup between at uh, evolve between Velveteen dream and Darby Allen, which Uh evolve. What? Yes, it happened. So they said unseen footage or whatever. It was, it was it happened at Evolve, and yeah, it was Darby Allen versus Velveteen Dream. They posted up. I think it was. It said it, it's been up for about a week now. Um, so yeah, Darby Allen was in Evolve for a while. So you saw this? I saw it. Well, yeah, I finished it. I finished the matchup. I saw it. I saw okay, it. so I, you saw this? Yeah. And then you didn't send it to me. <laughs> I just saw it today. <laughs> All right. I'm just I saying. Did. I just saw it today. I just saw it today. I'm just thinking about it now. I was like, oh, yeah, there was there was something that I wanted to bring up, and it was that. The fact that Darby Allen, because the funny thing about it, one, we're talking about Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And two, that Darby Allen, because Evolve and WWE have a great relationship. They do. 
They do. So, and Darby Allen was there. So how the hell did Darby Allen end up in AEW? So, you know, I looked that up a little bit uh-huh. just to see like, okay, what happened? And Darby Allen was like creative, you know, the creative control basically. That he was afraid that he would become uh, okay. smart man. That he would become like just uh, another like a throwaway character essentially. Um, where's the quote that I pulled up? Another cog in the in, in the machine. Essentially, yeah. exactly. I.e. Matt Hardy. Um, you know, with with this, so it was it was it was interesting to to hear that. Uh, let me see. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, AEW star Darby Allen, the pro wrestling veteran, was asked to explain why he chose to sign with All Elite Wrestling instead of World Wrestling Entertainment. He said, creative freedom, hands down. Allen replied, a lot of people, if they see me at first, they don't know how to represent me. Uh, Allen would go on to elaborate, explaining how he didn't trust the creative team in WWE to properly present his unique persona Mm. and how AEW gave him the freedom to make sure it's handled correctly. AEW is like, how do you want to be presented? Instead of, this is how we're going to present you. Allen continued, give give me that creative free, give me that creative freedom. So that's what he wanted. Uh, WWE would have probably made me a creepy figure in a boiler room jacking off or something. <laughs> <laughs> he concluded, nah, I'm fine. Not I want fine. a skateboard to represent that culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which he's not God. wrong, man. Right, he's not wrong. He's not lying. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I am shocked. Darby out. I am yeah. shocked. Yeah. And the matchup, hey, man, I mean, he was, he coffin drop, you know, he yeah. did his, his moves. He was still the same guy. It's just, you know, he had that fear that a lot of guys have. And we've talked about here that, you know, they don't know what to do with some of these guys. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, man. You know what else I'm shocked by? What's that? That you didn't send me this link. <laughs> at least when I'm just saying I came across just doing my rabbit hole of searching YouTube videos wrestling and I come up across Io Shirai and Pentagon Jr. and uh, Lucha what was the oh, I forget Lucha Underground is that Lucha yeah 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 Lucha Underground and I go ahead and send it to you yeah like I said hey I just saw it today <laughs> I was I was going through uh, you know doing my my research and and rewatching some things from the shows i saw it i was like oh what what is this and then i just watched it then i had the question in my head pop up so i looked for for the article just to see like hey did he ever address this and <laughs> all that i was like oh man this is this is nuts and yeah that was that was it and I, I i wanted to make a note to to bring it up uh during the show just to share with you now just to say hey man like this is crazy because also too I figure like sometimes you do look up stuff a little bit more than I do. Yeah, so I'm like it's probably you know something that other oh, people that's, probably. So, so you already assumed that I saw this. I, I, I would I yeah came I would, across. I'm assuming that I was late to the party on this. My one. Investigation <laughs> journal skills. <laughs> and you probably you and a lot of like other other fans too would maybe no. have heard inklings of this. Well, no, sorry, no, I heard heard nothing. No whispers. Wow. In the ground, nothing about breaking this. News. This is breaking news. <laughs> this is live. When the people are listening, I'm listening for the first time of this. <laughs> oh, man. But it's all good. It's all love, though. I get it. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> noted. Noted, though. Noted. 
Um, but yeah, man, just uh, just an um, interesting note there. And, and uh, yeah, Velveteen Dream, Darby Allen, check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, great matchup from both of we'll those guys. Definitely check that out. For sure, man. Do definitely do. Um, so yeah, just um, looking at the rest of this year. Oh, um, we briefly mentioned this, but there was a new manager that that popped up. It was during the uh, or after the Matt Riddle Roderick Strong matchup. There was a new tag team that attacked Matt Riddle to send a message to them. You know, basically making their claim for the tag team titles. And then where is this guy's name? Hey, there we go. Ma- Malcolm Bivens uh, showed up. Just you know, sent a message to to Matt Riddle and the Pete Dunn, like, hey, you know, this is we're we're here. You know, essentially is what they were saying. Um, what did you think of the team? Like, did you did you like it? Was it did it not work for you? How'd you feel? Uh, I'm a wait and see type of guy, so I'm a wait and see. I, I, Michael Bivens, I have to do some research because he looks. Also, Michael Bivens is Bell Bib DeVoe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, right. As soon as you said, I knew That's it was right. going to happen. One of us was going to say it. Show my age right now. <laughs> 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 oh man that's like when I do with uh, what is it Orange Cassidy and I say Cassidy Orange <laughs> yeah it was bound to happen it was gonna happen so yeah man I, I do do some research on him man see what background if he managed other teams he looks familiar though like I knew him like in the in Twitterverse that I seen him before I think a lot of people are in the NXT development in the NXT roster knows about him too. That I see a lot of people follow him on his Twitter account page. Yeah, um, I don't really have much, you know, reaction to him. Just same as you, wait and see for the tag team. It kind of reminded me a little bit of AOP, but like not as intimidating as AOP. Um, just like, you know, just, just a very similar, like, Hey, you know, we're power wrestlers and we're going to throw them around, but they didn't have that same, like, Holy shit. Like these two dudes are going to kill somebody. This was just like, all right. Like, uh, ah, right. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, or maybe like, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it just, it just, it felt like we should just take a moment and just kind of let them just take it in and then watch them next week and see how they develop. Um, instant reaction though. I was like, this reminds me of when AOP debuted and they just came out of nowhere. I forget who it was. They attacked, but it had a similar feel. Um, and so I, I don't know. I don't know anything about these guys. They didn't mention their names. It was just the manager they yeah. mentioned. So see what this manager do. Cause what makes a great manager is a great mouthpiece. So it's the type of mouthpiece yeah. he has. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, also, we haven't been mentioning this, but there's been these vignettes that keep showing up um, for a debuting wrestler. Um, it has clocks in the video. Oh, it, towards the end, you know, like, of the segment between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano? Yep, yep. yep. It's been happening a couple times now, and, and the rumor is, and I, I'm pretty sure this is who it is, is that it's going to be Killer Cross. Um, this guy from the indie scene, and I, I had to look him up just to see because I hadn't se- ever seen him in his matches. But you know, I'd heard the rumor of that's who it was, and it kind of syncs up because they keep showing the clocks, and his thing is tick tock, tick tock. You know, like you know, just as a theme, um, you know, kind of a 
bigger, he's not like a big, big guy, but, you know, he's rough. You know, he's one of those guys that he seems impervious to pain. You know, he's like telling people like, hit me, hit me, chop me. And he's like taking the hits. Like it doesn't affect him really. Um, He's a more physical wrestler. Yeah. Physical. I'd say, yeah, that's a, that's it for sure with him. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. Uh, Look him up. Definitely. Killer Cross is is the name that I I came across. And yeah, it, it does seem to fit. And there was also a rumor that maybe this is uh, linked to the abduction we saw a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Raul Mendoza. Yeah, yeah. When he got put in the back of the yeah. truck by the two Lucha like, guys. Like, 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 right. <laughs> I was like, whoa, bro. <laughs> like, somehow that might like be a swerve, the fact that they were wearing Lucha mask. Because he doesn't wear a mask. He's just, you know, a guy. Yeah. But it might have just man, been. He got some Lucha uh, wrestlers on this, in his pocket, man. Or maybe they were just wearing Lucha masks just to hide their identities. True. That's true. You know, yeah, yeah. like they may not even be Lucha, Lucha wrestlers. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But I just wanted to mention that because I feel like we we hadn't mentioned that yet. And it's been going on for a couple weeks. But, you know, that that's how they ended the show. You know, Triple H, uh, Gargano and Ciampa were all kind of looking at the screen when that popped up. And, and that was it when it faded to black. So yeah. that was NXT. Um, yeah, any any general thoughts or, or other points maybe we didn't bring up that you wanted to, to talk about before we closed it? No, man, just it was just a good show for NXT to get back into wrestling as we after we had no wrestling last week, had a plethora of wrestling matches, so it felt good to get back into action and swing of things and back into somewhat of the normal schedule for NXT. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this week a lot. It was it was great having NXT back. Um, NXT visually too, like they took a cue as as did Raw um, did as well for from AEW in terms of just like the camera angle and switching it over so that you would see the screen in the background instead of the empty seats. And they also had drapes too on the sides of the the ring, so there were no seats yeah. at all. Yep. They turned it, yeah, um, which was smart. I think that that's yep. that's a great way to do this, um, just to not draw so much attention. Ain't the hard camera, man. It was more, yeah. you know, facing more of, of the entrance, parallel with the entrance now. Exactly. So that was exactly. great, man. So they took some. Better. They took some notes from AEW, which is cool. It was smart. I'm not going to even, you know, knock them for doing it. I told them to take notes. Exactly. This is a, this is something good to take from AEW. Yes. And, you know, hey, it's you are kind of admitting that they did something, you know, better, better than you, you know. And so, you know, you doing what they're doing. It, it is what it is. But yeah. it, it, <laughs> for, for the betterment for the for the greater good, you know, it makes sense to just take that L and go ahead and copy them than not and just put an inferior product out there, mm-hmm. you know, week in, week out just because you don't want to do what they're doing. So, you know, I, I, kudos to them for, for doing that, even though AEW did do it first. Um, but, yeah, man, just great show overall, fun matches. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to the seeing next week's matches and their build up to, you know, the road to WrestleMania for NXT, essentially, which will just be the takeover matches during the weekly shows on, uh, on Wednesdays In now. In coming but, weeks, man, next week should be a nice triple threat for the North American Championship. Yeah, yeah, big matchup, man. Hopefully, I mean, hey, we, we made our predictions for that. You know, Dominic Dijakovic seems like he's he's gearing up for a win. Uh, I won't be mad if Keith Lee wins, though. I'll be rooting for him for sure. Um, just because it's Keith Lee. I can't. I can't root against him. You know, I just can't. But you but, know what? You made a hell of a sales pitch, man. You sold me, you know, on this beautiful 
uh, idea called Dominic Dajakovic of winning. And I'm like, you know yeah. what? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he deserves it. He does. He's put in a lot of work. It'd be a great way to just kind of be like, hey, man, congratulations for everything that all the work you put in. And, and here's your prize for that. And yeah, he, he definitely deserves that. And Keith Lee, big things are on, on the way for Keith Lee for sure. So looking forward to that match up. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this recap of NXT this week. For Devin, I'm a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.